It happened the same winter the oak tree fell down. Mum was always saying she was worried that it would fall over and hit the house. It almost did. When we woke up the morning after the storm, I could see the very ends of the smallest branches pressed up against the windows. They scratched down the panes, making sharp squeaking noises that hurt my ears as the tree wriggled in the wind. I ran to each window of the house to look out at the tree. From the living room, sat underneath the table, I had the best view. Our swing was twisted up amongst the branches. Its brown rope matched the wrinkled bark the seat had snapped into. It took Dad and five other men from the street to cut up the tree into small enough bits to carry it out of the garden. I sat hidden under the table, peering out of the window as they moved onto my tree house. It must have been smashed when it fell out of the tree onto the grass. I hugged my knees to my chest and watched. Fancy people peeing for rotten wood. Dad was huffing in the doorway. Mum called from the kitchen. I thought we would never see the end of that thing. Come in and have some dinner then. Kids, bring in your shoes. Dad flung down his gloves on the shoe rack and picked me up, carrying me to the kitchen. And what have you been up to? Outside the front door, I could hear the roar of the truck taking away the last of the wood. Sarah and Ben were already in the kitchen trying on new shoes and squabbling with each other. Ben's shoes were always black, but Sarah had brand new red ones for her new big school. They had swells on with a buckle, which Sarah could do up for herself. As we didn't have our own swing anymore, Mum let us go to the park down the road in the village, as long as we were all together. Ben, Sarah and me. I didn't see them when they were at school, but we used to spend all weekend together in the park. I would always run off to play on my own in the park. I liked the space under the wooden ship the best. Inside, I had a row of stones I had collected. I put them in order from the biggest, the size of my hand, to the smallest, as small as a pea. Sarah and Ben wouldn't find me in there. They were too big. I could always keep an eye on them, though, through the circle window of my ship, so I knew we were all still together. Sometimes I would watch Ben and Sarah playing, and sometimes I would just play with my stones. The roundabout is the best! Sarah flung herself onto the spinning top, clinging to the metal bars. She stomped with her leg as she tried to push the top around against the wind. The bass squeaked as she started making it spin around again and again. The roundabout is rubbish. You'll be dizzy. The swings are the best. Ben raced off and sat on the highest of the three swings. It all happened before I could talk, but Ben had told me the story hundreds of times since that day. He used to sit me down and go through detail after detail. Although he was always good at telling stories, so I could remember it pretty well. It was next to the roundabout in the park. That was the last time he saw her. This was the newest piece of the playground, a golden and red pie. The bright slices of yellow and red that made up the rounded box stood out against each other. Then together, the red and yellow stood out against the green tarmac covering the floor of the park. Ben and Sarah carried on with their games. Hide wherever you like, somewhere hard. Ben turned his back towards Sarah, who was standing by the roundabout, and closed his eyes. 
You won't find me. I bet I can. Easy. Ben heard her run off. The roundabout squeaked again. She always hides in the same place, he thought. Covering his ears, he started to count. Forty-five. Forty-nine. Fifty. Here I come. Opening his eyes, Ben looked back at the roundabout. It was still spinning. He ran around to the back of the roundabout and bent down. But Sarah was not there. She always hid there. Ben suddenly stood up. He froze with his head in his hands, trying to think. He called out her name. He ran all the way around the roundabout, rushed back towards the swings, around the wooden ship and back again to the roundabout. He stood still again. Out of the corner of his eye, he could sense he was being watched. Ben glanced over his left shoulder. A man was looking right past him. The man stood completely motionless beyond the park fence. He was wrapped up in a huge black coat that zipped up right over his face. A grey hat covered his head and eyes from view. He was about six foot and quite slim. The man continued his looking. Ben tried to match up his gaze. He was looking right at the roundabout. At this point in the story, I could remember Ben calling out my name that day in the park. The sound was muffled against the inside of the ship. I climbed out on my hands, banging my knee on the wooden entrance. Ben shouted towards me, Is Sarah in there with you? But I shook my head. I always played by myself. We crossed through the empty park. The swings carried on swinging in the wind, as if someone was playing on them. Ben grabbed me and dragged me along out of the gate, his fingers pressing hard into my hand. There was a man walking quickly up the road. I looked back and the roundabout suddenly stopped spinning. Sarah had always looked just like Mum. They had the same blue eyes. They were blue like the sea. On dull days they looked quite grey like a storm, but on a sunny day they glowed sky blue. And Sarah loved the sea. The excitement it gave her, the rushing winds, rushing water. Even though she couldn't swim yet, she used to dash out into the shallows and dance around with the inches of water lapping up her legs, spinning with her head towards the sky until she fell over. I never liked the seaside. The sand always got in my shoes and my sandwiches. Mum did not deal with losing Sarah very well. Her eyes were all puffy like a teddy bear's most of the time. And Mum and Dad used to shout at each other all day. Then Ben would come home and it would start all over again. I have told him time and time again that he needs to go to school, but he will not listen. Mum paced up and down the living room. Dad looked up from his papers. Maybe he just needs more time then. Mum was shouting now. More time? It has been two years now. School will be over for him if he takes any more time. Well, maybe just back off for a bit and it will happen. I've already tried that, but we got the fourth phone call from his teacher this morning. She sighed, looking towards the phone, her hand on her chest. We had another call from the police. They wanted to talk to you. Me? I don't know anything about that man. Ben has told them everything. Dad packed up all of his papers into his briefcase, picked up his coffee, leaving a circular stain on the table and stomped up the stairs. 
You think it could be someone else now? They said they need more information. Mum, I can hear you from the street. Ben had just walked in and slumped onto the sofa with his empty rucksack. Where the hell have you been today? At school. Had a chemistry test, sport, geography and then more science. He picked his stuff up again, giving me a wink as he walked to the stairs. But I could see his eyes were all wet and shiny. He ran quickly into his room and then the lock on his door clicked. Mum didn't realise Ben was skipping school until the phone call started weeks after, but I knew. He used to bring me home sherbet fountains, which you could only buy from the shop by the park, and the park was very far away from school. Granny died too that winter, and Mum didn't go out any more or go to work. I could remember her crying in her room. Sometimes I would go and find her and try to climb onto her lap, and she would see it was all caving in on her. Her eyes didn't glow anymore like Sarah's used to. Dad started cooking too, but he wasn't very good at it. One time it turned out really bad and we had to eat dark brown macaroni which tasted like burnt toast rather than cheese. I've tried to remember what happened. Ben looks at me sometimes as if he thinks I know something. He thinks I was playing lookout and that I must have seen that man, but I can't remember that trip to the park more than any other day. Now at the weekends I would play by myself in the garden. We never went to the park anymore. Mum and Dad didn't take me anywhere and Ben was always out. But I would grow tall on the stump of the old oak tree. The stump was all grey now with worm lines in and the bark was flaking off. As I walked round and round in circles on the stump, it made my head spin. I thought of spinning on the roundabout in the park, rounded and raised above the ground. I stopped to try and get rid of the dizzy feeling. Looking up, I could see a leaf falling from the tree from the nearest garden. It floated down, twirling in the breeze and landed on my right foot. The leaf was a leathery red and looked thick. As suddenly as the leaf had appeared, I had a new memory of that day in the park when Ben and Sarah played hide and seek. I wasn't sure, but from my hiding place, out of the wooden ship's porthole, I saw a pair of red shoes running out of the gate and down the road towards the sea.